Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast. Once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie Podcast. God bless. Stay blessed. Take care. Hey, 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 welcome everybody to the Really Charlie Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Selena Belmars Pina, a very, very dear close friend of mine. And I'm so glad to get her on the show. She's, uh, but without further ado, we're going to have Dr. Selena on the screen and we're going to talk business. Okay, bear with me. Hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you? So great to hear you. Yes, so, yes. So great to see you. Thank you. Um, I'm so I, happy to be with you. Yes, yes. I am just so fascinated with everything you're doing. Um, and that goes, that's, that's decades long anyways. You know, it doesn't, you don't need to uh, write a book for me to know how how special you are um, and and you're blessed. Always been there for me. I was so happy to see you when I did see you growing up in the Bay Village. Um, You know, I can't even tell you how much I felt about your mom, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you were just there. You were, you know, sunshine, just that (laughs) sunshine. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Your mother and I are very close. Yeah, that's um, that's a good thing, you know. It's uh, because you guys are close. That's how I got to meet you, and um, and definitely very, very fascinated with all you're doing. Thank you. So the book is Five Keys to Emotional Oneness: The Emotional Detox System, mm-hmm. Cleansing, Restoring, Clarity, Rejuvenation, and Transformation. Definitely, uh. I'm looking at it. I see everything in there. I'm like, wow, I got to get down to it. I got to start reading this and, and, and kind of scan through it. And I really didn't want to put a lot of stuff out here. You know, I really want people to purchase the book because this is something, this is a book that you can always have, always get to, and it's always, always going to help you. That's the way I feel. You know, so so give us a little bio um, about Dr. Selena, um, if you can, you know. Wow. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of heart-wrenching. And to have you interview me is like um, very special. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little emotional. So uh, um, let me get through that first. Okay. <laughs> it's good to be emotional. Yes, it is. Um, and it's a good emotional. It's a happy emotional. And I thank you for having me, Charlie. Um, so, you know, Selena Pina, who um, used to live on South Street, mm-hmm. and um, then later moved into the Bay Village, and then later was shipped off to Martha's Vineyard, which probably saved my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because Beth and I, we, we get, we're getting really a little too close. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so then I, you know, went on my life and all the things that happened. It's in my book. 
and um, became the, I wrote this book actually because I wanted to help Cabo Verde. Mm -hmm. I hold dual citizenship there and I'm known as the ambassador of emotional health there and, and globally, I do a lot of global speaking presentations and workshops. So I, um, I wrote the book because I went to Cabo Verde in my first time in 2011 and I felt really bad because I was in practice here I was in practice in New Bedford because I could have practiced on Martha's Vineyard where I lived, but didn't feel right. I started practicing here, but it didn't feel right. It felt like I needed to go home, like I needed to go back to New Bedford. So I don't know if you know this. My first office was on top of the Bisca Club. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh -huh. So my, I, and I think it was 2003, maybe, or something like that. So... I went to, I went, they had apartments up top of the Bisca Club. Yeah. So I grabbed an apartment and I turned it into an office. And then I grabbed another apartment and I turned it into a place for me to stay. I put my daughter then, who was going to high school, at Bishop Stang and I opened my practice and started taking care of my people right there at the Bay Village. Wow. That Is was, that that's weird because um I had a, an apartment in that in that same building as you as you went up the stairs to the top you took a right that first door that was my apartment i loved it I so loved it. that was my did it have a, a room like three rooms yep and you yep. went to yeah it was uh the first um and you got cushion. to look up yeah you looked out right out to the uh to cushion avenue and um to that was school. a great yes that was my office. Wow. That's wow. It was my cool. office. I love my, it. My apartment was in the back. Mm -hmm. You pick, so, huh? pick the best spot. You pick the best spot for your office. Yeah. And um, it, as, you know, it was like, I just needed to follow my heart. Mm -hmm. So I started to tell you about the book in Cabo Vid, but I needed to let you know that it started in the Bay Village. When I realized that I, you know, people on Martha's Vineyard needed my help as well, but there was a lot of people here that could get the help and could speak the language. People in, I so speak Creole, so the people in New Bedford and needed somebody that understood their culture, understood their struggle, and understood their language, whether it was English, you know, or New Bedford English <laughs> or Creole, <laughs> and. Um, and so that's where my heart led me. And so for 30 years, almost 30 years, I practiced in New Bedford until last year when the pandemic came, I moved everything back to the vineyard, but I'm still doing virtual in New Bedford. But anyway, so it started there. It started with opening my own practice, not knowing what I was doing and, um, and really letting God lead and direct me. And, and he did. And he got me to the point where I was able to sustain a practice for 30 years and then eventually I moved to, I ended up on William Street, as you know, um, yeah. um, across the, up the street from City Hall. And I had a pretty large space there and we had a clinic going and I had staff. And so God was good. God was good to me. But anyway, so in between all of that, I went to Cal Vid in 2011 and I saw a lot of the health disparities there, the mental health disparities there. And I felt like, wow. I need to leave them something, you know, something because I'm a trauma specialist. So I need to leave them. And as you're reading my book, you know why I'm a trauma specialist, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I had every trauma there was to experience. Um, yes. So why not me? Why, why, who wouldn't understand, who would understand it better than those of us who've been through it, right? So we, true. Went through the school. I went through the school for many years. And I went up and down those elevators and escalators and went up and sometimes came back down, went up and came back down. So we know all about that. And um, so that was that was the, the Cape Verde. I saw that they really needed to have some trauma um, information. So I started writing the workbook. I wrote the workbook first. 
And I figured that's where I would leave them. So then I had some a publisher look at it and they said, you can't just write a workbook and, and give them instructions. You need to give them a story, give them give them some in, information about why you think this is a problem. Uh, so this good is advice. I'm sorry? Good, good advice. That was nice. <laughs> so I started writing about the toxicities that we carry. And so one night while I was in bed, I had a dream about block, stop, and flatline. So, and you know what I'm talking about because you're reading the book. And so Block, Stop, and Flatline, and it had a big story to it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that must be the, na- the name of my book. And then I said, no, it's the thread of my book. So my book is all about what Block, Stops, and Flatlines us to the point that it interferes in our moving forward and grabbing hold of who we are to get ourselves to our the, the place where we are the most authentic or the most successful or the most um, comfortable or the most healed or whatever the case might be that we need to be. So that became the thread of my book. And then she said, no, you have to write write something that's catchy, a story. I said, oh, I've got lots of clients I can write about. I've got stories for days I could write about. I've had, you know, I've had all kinds of really serious cases being a trauma specialist. She says, no, you have to write your story. I said, my story? Oh, so it was like okay I began to write my story and it was amazingly transforming and it gave me the um, insight into Selena that Selena didn't even know you know I was getting ready to say that I didn't know yeah it's uh, writing is, is definitely one of the Best things to happen to me, and then I didn't realize it until 2008. From uh, Keith Middle School teacher Al Karen, um, that guy uh, brought this all out of me, and um, until this day, I, I really appreciate it. It's actually been exactly what you're talking about, and it, it's been a cleanse for me um, through it all, through physically, mentally, everything, and um. Uh, so, and my, my poetry, ex, you know, expresses it very much. So, and, um, so, but now I'm going to go into, uh, you know, got inspired to write another book and it's called, I don't know. So I can't wait to get involved, uh, get that, um, you know, done because it's going to be another part, another part of me actually, you know, trying to get to that transformation for myself, you know? Your poetry so, is amazing. Totally thank you. Amazing. Thank you. I, thank you. I was, I it, when I first came out with it, I was in awe. I was like, this is little Charlie Melfist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, uh, I, I, I kind of wish I was doing it right from the Bay Village window way back when, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the things that would have came out would have been very, very, uh, it would have been nice. It would have been nice for me. But all in all, we're here to highlight Dr. Selena. And and I want I want to uh, just tell you about the podcast you had with uh, Lucy Catino. Oh, Amazing. She's a Amazing. Amazing, amazing. And that's why I said, that's what am I doing? I'm inviting all these guests and how do I forget about Dr. Selena? How do I forget about her? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, got, I got to get her on here. And, and then that was it. It's as soon as I came with that thought, I was like, I'm on it right now. I'm on right. So all you could do is say yes or no. And you said <laughs> yes. And I love it. I'm glad you're here. I could never say no to you, Charlie. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. I, yeah. uh, no, I would, uh, I remember uh, when you was on Union Street um, mm-hmm. in the city, and um, you know, and I, I, it was just good timing, you know, whether I was walking to work or, you know, normally I try to park a few blocks away from downtown, then go to the building, and then just as I'm walking out there, here you come out your doorway, smiling, beaming, and I said, "Wow, there she is," you know, and um. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I love you. 
And I appreciate everything that you're doing. The, um, now, as you, as you, I'm pretty sure that, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, had some problems and that's what led you to what you're doing now. Um, but what triggered it in the beginning? You know, what made you try, um, try to get licensed and, and was it, was it a, a, a mentor? What was it? What actually caused it? You know, the go to school and everything. Oh, that's, that's a story, Charlie. Um, so, you know, sometimes we have, first is the power of love. So the power of love is intense. And when we can live from a place of love and people who love us and we love them back and we feel that energy and we, we live in that, in that walk. And we, you know, and of course, God for me is first, but that power of love, my father and I had a power of love relationship. And so didn't I with his mother and with my mother, but my father and I was a special kind of love. And um, all of the tragedies that began at eight years old, as, as you've read about from me, from me, when I shut down then, and didn't go to school from fourth grade to eighth grade. I mean, I went, but I was never present. But I remember mm-hmm. being Roosevelt all the time. I don't I have no memory of Roosevelt. Wow. So, um, and so there was a power of love. And then there's this, this other energy that comes in. is the energy of trying to take the love away. And that was my stepmother. She, Even though my mom and dad weren't together, they were best friends. Yeah. It, it was, you know, my mother was nervous. She was a, you know, Rosie was nervous and we had a tough, a tough, a tough life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so her and my father were always close. So we always still felt like family, but this other woman really was trying to destroy everything that we believed in. And so she tried to destroy my image in my father's eyes. And when she did that, that adversity, instead of it causing me to go in an adverse direction, I kept holding on to the love of my father and trying to figure out how do I not disappoint him? Yes. Power of that love did not want me to disappoint him and did not want to make her right. So it took me a long time. I was a victim when I was raped at 16. That was it. I was like, oh my God. Then I got married at 18 to a stranger because I, you know, it's all in my book, but because I couldn't let my father think that she was right. So I married a stranger to cover up from the doctor checking me to find out that I wasn't a virgin anymore and mm-hmm. her think that I was sleeping with people since I was 10 years old. And, wow. I, and so it was, a, you know, so, so to save my repu- to save my reputation and to save my image in my father's eyes, I called Paula. You remember Paula? Do you have a Paula? Yes. Sister? I called Paula. Yes. Said, Paula, I need a guy. I got to get married. She said, what? I'll be 18 in a week. I need to get married. She's okay. I got you one from Newport. Richard Shimo. She got Richard Shimo came to Martha's Vineyard. I didn't know him. I didn't like him. I said, "Will you marry me?" He thought he thought I was rich, so he said, "Yeah." Oh yeah, because <laughs> I was on Martha's Vineyard. I took him to my father. We met my father, and the, my stepmother said, "You get you leave here. You never come back." I said, "No problem," because to me, I was saving my life for my father still, who, who would still love me. So mm-hmm. that was the beginning. Then there was something in me that they, my father and grandmother put enough tools inside of me to make me realize that I wanted more from life. My mother and her mother, who my mother who was sickly in her catha, you know, the catha, my grandmother, yeah. who went and visited everybody, took care of everything. She did all my cooking, all my cleaning in my mother's house. And she was kind of like, but my mother was sickly, so she didn't couldn't do a lot of things. And and so I didn't want to be like her. So that was another motivation for me to want to do something else. But one wow. day, this guy that I was dating, I was living in Boston, and I was probably in my late, mid, mid, almost late 20s. He says, let's go to Newberry Junior College. I said, are you kidding me? I said, I just about made it out of high school. Because I dropped out of high school to marry this dude who beat me every day. So that I could, and I thought I'd go to school in Newport, but Newport was too big for me coming from Martha's Vineyard. So I went back to high school and graduated with my my high school diploma at 20 years old. 
So then after that, I got, I was able to get away from that man, that crazy man. My father and I was still okay. That's all. I didn't care about the beatings because my motivation was to stay clean in my father's eyes. So all the hurt and all the pain didn't bother me. However, it all came upon me during the rape at 16, which was another piece. So, so this boyfriend in, in, in Boston says, let's go to Newbury Junior College. My father always kind of taught me how to do his bookkeeping because he has his own business on the vineyard. And he kind of, you know, taught me how to do things. So I said, I was just become an accounting major. And I was laughing at myself like, well, you can't even do math. I'm going to do accounting. So I said, okay. So I took the first class. I don't know what it was. And I, I got an A in it. I said, an A? How can I get an A in anything? This is ridiculous. Uh-huh. God knew. He knew what he was doing. It didn't end my course of my, my life of victimization, but it got me started on the on the hamster wheel of never leaving college. I stayed until I got my doctorate. I wow. never stayed on that wheel because I was so afraid if I got off, I would go back in, into my deep again. Mm-hmm. And I was still playing in my deep. I was still waving in my deep, but I'd always I was coming up a little bit more often. And my father came to me. He came for my master's graduation in California. I lived there. And he came to my grass, my master. And it was amazing. But inside of me was this dark secrets, so many dark secrets that hinder us. And, you know, but it's that love that brought me to where I am today. That love for my father and the strength that was built through that love of my father and the motivation of not wanting to be what people said I was going to be and not wanting to be sickly like my mother. Awesome. It's awesome. It, you know what? And there's, there was probably, I mean, there was countless um, situations where I could have used you throughout my career for things that I was dealing with on the job and not for me personally, but for other people. And, um, you know, I always got them directed to someone else. And um, I had wished that I have known uh, that I knew probably prior to maybe 2000 that I knew. Not even that, maybe maybe a little later, but I had wished that I had um, really understood what you were doing, um, because there's a a huge amount of people that could have utilized you and um, get your tutelage and, and just basically straighten out their life. I try to. Um, and, um, but now, now that I, I, well, I can't even refer anybody to you now because that's your wishes. I understand that. Um, but I can also refer this book to them, which is very, very important. I'm still practicing, Charlie. Oh, I thought you were kind of stopping. Uh... No, 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 no. I'm All still, right. I'm very, very busy. Um, okay. But what got me into the trauma bag was I went to work for New Bedford Community, the Center for Health and Human Services. You remember them? Yep. Yes, I do. Um, Warren Barabee was with them at one point. I remember him. Yep. Yeah, I loved him. At least he'll, he's, I still love the Martin. But so, um, so I went there and they offered a, a training for us back then. And that was my daughter had not been born yet. So that was over 32 three years ago. Mm-hmm. And they offered a training and teaching us with the greats how to do um, trauma, sexual abuse um, um, assessments. Mm-hmm. Now the same team does them, but we were the same team in the we were the dinosaurs back then, who went into schools and talked about saying no and those kinds of things, and mm-hmm. so you know what it wasn't anything to do with me. It was everything to do with my destiny. I mean, I'm destined to be the to travel the road that I traveled, and when something looks you in the face and you can feel it in your heart, that's that's usually the door you want to open and walk through and check it out. You know what I mean? So and true. I, yes, I do. Yes. Right? And so I walked through and I checked it out and it, and it grabbed me. It was, it was like an addiction, you know, a good addiction. 
and 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 I just fell into it, and I and 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 now I've I know even more about the physiology and the brain and the and the somatics and everything that goes on with us when we have trauma. So all through these years, I was healing myself and didn't know it as well. <laughs> um, but but it brought me to writing this book, Selena Pina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I wrote that book. It's an international bestseller. Yes, he and- took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's the, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It, it's it's not unbelievable. It's it's just a it's a great story. Um, good, bad, and ugly. If you have to mm-hmm. use that word, you know, yeah. and and um, it, it just you know, practice what you preach, and you are practicing what you preach. Or it's it's theory without practice, you know. You theory with practice. You have been through it. You there's no doubt in my in my mind that you could you can have someone in front of you and feel exactly what they're feeling in most cases, and really kind of kind of direct them real slowly, gingerly, just like you have, and your you know your personality is is just. It's wonderful. And so when someone sits in front of you, you can kind of just kind of guide them. All right, let's try this. Let's do this. But wait, I'm going to listen first. So talk. Mm, yes. you know, I'll t- yes. I'm going to listen. And, and, yes. and that, yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It, that's it, the magic. Yes. That's the, that's the healing listening you learn so much from listening and then it moves into feeling and then it gets moves into really understanding that human being in front of you as a person mm-hmm. and then you start feeling their feelings so then true. guiding and directing them in the way that they want to move not in the way you want them to move mm-hmm. yeah. listening Listening is the powerful word. Just, just reaching out, reaching out to you. Uh, even you know, even if they're reaching out, the next step is is just getting there and and speaking with you. It, it just, you know, those are huge steps. People don't realize it. Some people can't even get outside the door. You know, without you know, the trauma keeps them inside, keeps them inside the house, keeps them inside their mind and their soul. They just can't get out. They can't get out of their way, or they're trying to get out of their way, but not enough courage or, or, or enough guidance, you know. And and that's where you come in. And but uh, the um, excuse me, one second, just trying to read one of these comments here. So, all right. Um, Joanne Demers said, "So true. Great interview." Um, and, and Joanne Demers, you need to get this book. You need to get this book from Dr. Selena Belmars, mm-hmm. um, Pina, because this woman, she, she's like a sponge. She absorbs so many people's pain and, and, and just tries to guide them. And she's, she's definitely a great person, great supporter of the Really Charlie podcast. But I'm gonna make sure that um, even if I get this as a gift to her, to get your book because um, Joanne's a wonderful person, wonder wonderful person. So, uh, hey, now look at this. People do love us. See, <laughs> <laughs> I love you both, Selena Pina and Tally Perry. Awesome job. Oh, yeah, awesome. We, Thank you. What's where's your Facebook page? Is it under your name? So the, um, the, well, I have my, I have two profiles. One of them is the original one where I have so much stuff on there that I just can't delete it. I got, so I, cre- I created a second one. Okay. And um, the, the second one's myself with glasses and a hat. That's the one I'm always on, you know. It's, and under, then, your, it's under your name though? Yep. Charlie Perry. Yep. Oh, and right. the, 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 the actual group for the Really Charlie podcast, mm-hmm. if you just put Really Charlie 
podcast, it should show up in the search section of Facebook. Um, if you don't find it, don't worry. I'll send you an invite, you know, after the podcast and, um, and we'll go from there. I also have a YouTube channel. I found it. Yeah. And, uh, so as you, as you do new things, um, announce things, I'm going to actually be following you. I'll grab it and I'll share it to the, to the really Charlie, um, podcast group so people can actually follow you also and um so is there a another book coming there is a book in the making it's called um the strands of silk and it's really Mm. about um how the the person who is described as oppositionally defiant, let's say the ODD type of person, um, mm-hmm. how we look at that person in a formula and not as a human being who has been transformed from the innocent child that was born into this, this being that is fighting for their life. And, and you know those people because when you were a police officer, I'm sure they were, you know, very present. But lots of times we don't look into their deep. We don't look into their dark and they never uncover it. So it keeps getting deeper and darker as, as we see on TV now and, and everywhere we're looking. Um, you know, all these, these murders that are going on and these hate crimes and, and it's, um, it's almost senseless, but it's letting us know that there's a lot of un, unworked people who are human and mm-hmm. weren't born to be that way. See, and the other thing that we don't understand sometimes is that I really love the brain as well as I love the heart. And when we look at the plasticity of the brain and people wonder like, wow, that was such, what happened? The kid never... It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to happen in your house. It can just happen around you enough times in, you know, outside, around, in school, bullying. Bullying is a terrible thing. Bullying can break people apart. It broke yes. me apart when they used to call me Selena Pina Coco de Galina. Wow. That's why I stopped going to Roosevelt's. I mean, because they used to bully me and want to beat me up because I was so skinny. I looked like a chicken, I guess. I guess I look like chicken poop since that's what they were calling me. (laughs) But I, now I poop on them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um, but still, I mean, those are people in pain and we, we, we need to get a little bit more clarity on how we start looking at mental health and emotional health and, um, and, and working through some of those. So the strands of silk is trying to really make sense of that. How do we keep yeah. the human the human being still in the human being? You know, yeah, they, um, one of my dad's friends. I keep in touch with him, and uh, it's one thing he he said, Charlie. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. You need to get somebody on there to talk about mental health, and 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 just get into it. There's so many people that kind of frown upon it or try to hide from it. And and you need to find one, find a guest that you can go and talk to them for, for an hour or a little over an hour, just so that you can make sure that you get the small base of mental health down pat. And um, because he said that, I think that's overlooked sometimes. People just don't talk about mental health. And if they, they do, it's, it's, um, I find that more people got involved with mental health because their child was suffering from mental health, not knowing that they were actually had some issues of mental health also. And those are some of my experiences, but I, I eventually want to get someone on there so we, I can kind of go through a through Z with mental health, uh, not in just one podcast, but in a number of podcasts, you know, maybe, every other week or, um, you know, once a month or something to just to kind of highlight some of the things and maybe, um, you know, but I, that's something I'm going to look into. Especially uh, with 
pandemic starts to slow down, we're going to need so many people, so many clinicians to come forward and really have the abilities to interact and engage with all of these people who've gone through such hard times in this last year. So true. So many hard times. It, um, and, you know, every day I had an issue at the Capitol today. Um, yes. You know, with the, I'd like to know what was going on in that person's mind that you end up going through on a barrier, you end up killing another human being. You know, what's going on? What's, what's, you know, did they get help? You know, so on and so forth. But don't have to go as far as Washington, D.C. It's right here within our homes, within our community. And um, I'm glad that, you know, somebody like you was here to kind of help. And, um, you know, it's uh, the writing part is, is very, very, you know, good to me, you know, because I like reading. And um, I'm going to make sure that I get your book out there. Um, now, did, is there something you, when you review your book and you probably read it a few times, is there something that you see that's missing um, that you said, man, I could add, I could do part two of this book. Is there anything? Well, you know, I've created actually two workbooks from that book. Okay. Two, curriculums, two curriculums. That was what was missing was an extended, for me, was an extended curriculum to understand, to understand what I'm talking about. Um, and then I decided that even though my workbook has a preliminary uh, journaling act, uh, activities to it, exercises, mm-hmm. Because you need to be able to unload stuff. It's like you're going to clean out the closet first before you can't just go in the closet and grab something and start talking about it. You need to clean it out, organize it, look, put everything in piles, look what goes where, what really needs to get thrown out, what, what can kind of kept, be kept because it's sentimental, whatever. And what's really yours that you really, this is mine. I love this. So I created another workbook called... Um, Hot waves, because I really believe the hot, you know, because it radiates and it, the hot is in, an important vessel. And um, the, so the hot waves brings us through a process from our birth to where we where we are right now. So wherever we are to 100, um, we, we're working through what do we want to keep? What was given to us that we will keep? What do we want to throw away? And what is really ours that? that is ours, that we really know that's part of who we are. So after we go through that, those years of really going through this, 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 this line of, of, of understanding, um, then we come to our, I have this tree of authenticity. Then we start plotting these things and we start to create who, what, what part of us is authentically me? Mm-hmm. What part of this, all of this that I've just looked at over the last 40, 50, 60 years, what part of this is really authentically me that I know this is me. So I know that what is me is that I've always had the gift of observation. As a little girl, I love staring at people. I Mm -hmm. love it. I love figuring out their behaviors, not what they look like, but why they act like that. What are they thinking? Ever since I was a little girl, I, that's been my thing, and it still is. And um, so that's authentically me, and there's other parts to that. I'm sorry about the dogs. Nope, no problem. Um, and um, so I created that vessel to bring us to a place where we can strengthen ourselves before we detox. Yes. Because um, then to detox, you have to have already loosened up some stuff. And mm-hmm. you may unclutter that closet a little bit more in order to get through. To, in order to get through to what it is you're trying to get accomplish, True. so I felt that that was missing, and I didn't want to because I, you know, in order to go through a process, you can't just jump in it and go swimming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You take lessons, you got to figure out the strokes, and so on and so forth. So, um, 
I haven't read the book recently. I think my story could be a little bit more. Um, I could have put a little bit more about my story in there. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think that I think I'm done with that part. I think what I want to do is really create the vehicle for healing with it. So I'm, I've taken it now and I'm moving it into optimizing emotional freedom because now so I'm taking all of my components and I'm putting it into retreats okay. and workshops so that I can do the, the work to help people heal um, um, themselves and give them the tools that they can use to evacuate all that stuff, which is my second key is to, then you have to restore it, right? And restoration mm-hmm. about finding forgiveness. I have to forgive my stepmother. I have to forgive myself. So finding forgiveness for all the things that we might still be holding on to and healing is part of that second key restoration of, uh, of, of restore, restoring. Then after we get through that part, we go into the whole idea of clarity. Because now we're going to, what's my wisdom? What's the wisdom in this? So if you've done all that work in the forefront, you're cleaning out the closet, you're going to have these answers come to you. And when you get clarity, things shoot in. It's like, whoa, what was that? At? Wow. Mm-hmm. When I was writing my book, though, there's a story in there about my father telling me, telling my stepmother that I was going to live with him. And she, she, she would have to get used to it. He wasn't getting rid of me. She said, I'm going to leave. And I thought, well, here I go. I was already 14 then. I said, well, here I go. And my father said, well, then I, I guess you're going to leave. And my fa- it was an aha moment for me in my book that I said, oh, my God. My father chose me over her. Mm-hmm. That's how deep that love was. Yes. Yes. Right? Hey. So I think maybe I think that what could come out of that book also for me is I really moved into this whole idea of love and how important the heart is and how the heart radiates. Even when we're sitting here right now, probably talking, we can feel each other, can't we? Yes. Feel yes. you. And, and, and that's because our hearts radiate and it's telling us these stories to each other and it's embracing us and it's giving us the warmth that we need. And we can live in that moment and then create your Facebook people. They're feeling it too. They're feeling what's yes. going on here. They get, they're getting this. They're getting the radiation. And so I, would, I think that, that I would like to probably pick up at that point. That whole idea of love of my father and the whole idea of love in general and how we need to really come from that place. So true. So true. I, he, he has no, well, he created a beautiful woman, beautiful child, um, and uh, it's just joy. You are his joy, and I'm, I'm glad he made that choice. Yes. And um, because for every reason why you went to to go find him, everything that you were trying to get away from, maybe you would have fell right back on its doorstep again. So yes. where would it have put you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Totally. It's, it was the destiny. Look at you. Well, it's the same. <laughs> you and I came the same paths, you know, different, different, different experiences. Yeah. But look, we still landed in our destiny. So true. Your yeah. heart has always been there. You're quiet. You're a good listener. You're compassionate. You go after what you believe in. You write that poetry that comes from opens doors. That means that means a lot. It means a lot coming from you. <laughs> and then I, I also could admit that um the reason why this is called a really Charlie podcast is because guess what? I do some things and uh and the wife says, Really, Charlie? You know, and <laughs> and um and so I got I got faults, I know it. We all do. And um 
but at least, you know, I try to deal with it as best I can. And, um, you know, but that means a lot coming from you. It surely does. Um, one of the, one of the Facebook says, uh, Facebook users said, yes, definitely feel very calm listening to this interview. See, and, and Dr. Selena, you are working your magic, you know, right here on Facebook. And, and, uh, you know, I want everyone to, to, um, to listen, absorb what you can from Dr. Selena and also, you know, share, share this podcast um, right now. Let her voice be heard. Let her, let this interview be heard by others because we do not know, you know, we don't know of those people that need to clean out their closet. And this may be something that will initiate it and get things rolling in the right direction. Um, and, you know, just to let y'all know, I'm going to put this book on the screen just to let you know I practice what I preach. I bought the book and I'm reading it. It's definitely something that we need to do more of. And, you know, how many times do, you know, us in general, especially in this community, we reach out to people and we're reaching out to people from afar, like, states away you know almost half the country away reaching out trying to get them to help and and incur about problem or, or, or provide a solution when all in all they're only less than a mile away from us mm. and they're right here right in this city right in this community and um you know so I just, that's what I'm trying to do. Be educational, inspirational on this really Charlie podcast and make sure that people are aware that there are Dr. Salinas in our area. There are um, people that we can reach out to that are just, you know, just right there. They're arms distance away from us to, to talk and help out. So, um, and this is a way for us all to embrace one another. You know what I mean? I come together. It's so interesting to see so much greatness so divided. And it shouldn't be so much greatness divided. It really needs to be more embraced. And we just so need true. to start doing that. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm looking every time I, I look at my behind my head, I see these gold letters coming out at me. And it says, unlock your innate gifts. And so true. that's what my book is all about. It's about those gifts that were given to us before we even knew our name are there. And mm -hmm. let's put all of the other kinds of toxicities in front of it that block stops and flatlines them. And we can't get to them to their fullest potential. So because true. All, every single child person, woman, man, whomever, we all have innate gifts. It's, um, gifts. And that's what we, that's what we got to do is just get those gifts unwrapped. Unwrapped. You know, get yeah, those, the, get them visible too. You know, sometimes we just don't see them, you know, and, um, exactly. Uh, and and, and the, what I tell people when they're doing my work on the hot waves is as they're doing that thread, they need to find the, tr the trinkets because the gifts are in there. The oh, Bonnie. Yeah. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my girl. Yeah. She's a great, great, great if friend, can, great person. Wonderful woman. If I can calm her, though, I'm doing a good job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Bonnie. Yeah, she they broke her off her father's mold, you know. She just uh I love exact, her father. Exactly Your like mother. him. Yeah. She's a special and, uh, woman. She creeps up on me. She she comes to Martha's Vineyard and doesn't let me know she's coming. And mm -hmm. then she knocks on my door. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like her. And then after you ask her that, she's laughing in your face. You in know? your face. With lots of love and hugs and kisses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Good, good, 
we need to find our trinkets. They're right messed up in that closet. So as you're cleaning out that closet, open the boxes. I'm, open those envelopes that have been sitting in there that you're still in there for years and years. There are trinkets in there. Pull them mm -hmm. out, find them, and put them aside. Write them down. Yeah, it's um, it's so much. Uh, believe it or not, you know, you talk about letters. Um, I do find some letters um from uh, friends, relatives, and um, and they're talking about something that I might have went through back then, you know, and and they're kind of giving me some advice, and I'm saying, wow check it out, you know, and kind of give me a little flashback, kind of give me a gauge of, of what I actually did, you know, after receiving that advice, if I did anything at all. Sometimes I didn't, you know. So, but uh, um, Bonnie says, yes, I am laughing hysterically uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's Nana Bonnie now, you know. Well, she's been yeah. a Nana before, so she's doing good. Yeah, she's a great nanny now, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, great. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yes, yes. So, I mean, you know, I love, I love our culture. I love New Bedford. Mm -hmm. um, New Bedford's very, very special. And there's sure. lots of very special people there like Bonnie and, and so many others who just yeah. make life happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, yeah. when you saw me walk out my office with a smile on my face, because I could probably smell that kachupa that was coming down from Izzy's or the <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. My way down there to go pick up a, you know, I mean, oh. yeah. I love Virginia too, but I love, I love Bedford and I miss it, but. It's okay. I'll be back. Yeah, it's um great island. We're lucky we have two great islands right off our coast, you know, and um you know, and my my grandfather being on Nantucket, you know, it until this day, it, it's a, just a stepping on an island, it's just um you know, it's it's just an inhale and an exhale that um every time I do step on it. And then when I come back home, it's the same thing with of being here in my hometown. I love it. I've been in California, been in Florida, all crucial, crucial um, times of my life. Some of the friends that I met out there, I still have them. Um, but I, the five years away from New Bedford was definitely great for me. Um, I lived and learned I, I, culture shock in, in both states. Um, but I was glad to bring all that I learned, bring it back to New Bedford, you yes. know, so. Absolutely. Um, and, um, I have yeah. been following, uh, I've been following our mutual friend, Lucy on, uh, on her podcast and, um, she's wrote, you know, a couple of books, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, she's so, She's she loves you just as much as I do, you know. And talking to her on the side, she was she was beaming about you, and, and I, 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 I love her. Yeah, I love her too. She's just as yeah. And we really um, joined hands together and became a team, uh, promoting our books together and and speaking to engagements. We did some things and um oh, what's his name in Rhode Island that has the TV show. Oh, that's wait. Give me a second here. Oh my gosh, how did I forget his name? Mm. Oh, I hope he doesn't remember. I hope he's not listening. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we did that because she worked with him at one point too. Yep. Um, so yeah, we did, and we did uh, we did a little. Um, oh, that was Joe Joe Demaro, right? No, no, it was the other. No, not him. That's okay. Let's keep going. Because <laughs> and he just sent me something too um yeah so yeah she's a sweetheart my my daughter actually chantal is um you know she's a medical doctor okay. and she's in california and she's going 
she's gotten a job at UCLA in Los Angeles. So I'm going to hook her up with her sister, Lucy. Yeah. Her oldest sister watching over her. That's awesome. (laughs) It's, um, we got sprinkles of New Bedford out there, all over that that yeah, state. Big so, yeah. And, um, hey, who knows? Maybe I get your daughter on here. You know, I I got I had Lucy on here. That's one. I have you <laughs> on it. Now we got to get your daughter on a really Charlie podcast. And yeah, talk she's to her. really into um, recruiting black children, black students into medicine. Yeah, she believes that everybody, if they have that dream, they should follow that dream. So true. She's got a story to tell. It was there was another initiative somewhere locally that they were trying to do that around here and to try to get um, some of the young folks to get into medicine. And um, I, I can't remember who told me so. Um, but anyways, that's a, that's an awesome idea. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You you always have a job, you know. If you're doing the right thing, you're always going to have a right. job. In uh, absolutely. Yeah. I thank God for my mental health because through the podcast, I was very. I'm still very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really funny, Charlie, because in this last year, now that um, even though there's some openings coming right now, my phone is ringing off the hook. I can't even take another person. People are really having a hard time. And you know who's having the hardest time right now with that's calling me anyway? Are our teenagers. Right Get ready to say that. Yep. Right there in New Bedford. Um, and the Cape, Taunton, Brockton, Boston. Same for the same stories. And it's all related. To, a lot of it's related to social media that has, has kind of done a bad job with on our teenagers who've been vulnerable all winter you know and they turn them out kids who are doing really good in school um and the virtual classroom has turned them out too and not having their that's their social group you know there there's a social generation they're suffering Mm -hmm. making choices right now that even they don't believe they're making and having a hard time coming back from them. So we need to we need to protect our teenagers, not get mad at them. Let's sit down, let's talk to them, let's figure out what they're doing, check on their, their what they're doing on, on social media and um, make sure that they're being, keeping themselves safe because there's some very, very not so nice people on social media turning them out. Yeah, it becomes, uh, sometimes it's a... a it's it's um they spend so much time on it and you find out that they're having complete they're having constant conversations with complete strangers whether it's a dispute whether it's an argument whether it's uh um you know like you said bullying so on and so forth and and they're having more conversations on social media than they are with their own families or maybe even their own friends sometimes. So absolutely, there's a I, lot, a lot of even there's a lot of sexual stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot and of you, it. And that you have a broad range of, of you know, you you speak to um, from the ages of, I believe it was six to to adults, and um, mm-hmm. I got to commend you for doing that. Um, and it just gives you gives a broad you have a broad range a broad scope you know and and it's but it is very very important that we can have someone that's able to speak to uh the younger generation and i'm glad that you're doing that too yeah i keep i keep space open for for you know especially people who are who i understand the culture especially because mm-hmm. they know that in order to be able to to, to do good work, you have to understand not just the, the, the problem, you have to understand the root of it and you have to understand the culture of it. You have to understand how the impact, the culture impacts, how the community impacts. You have to understand those things. You have to understand, you have to look at things holistically. So true. Uh, well, so, doc, Dr. Selena Pina, yes. <laughs> my friend, my mentor, 
my guide. I definitely love this. Um, we are definitely going to, we're going to have this. We're going to be able to cherish this forever because it Amen. And um, um, after we get off, I'll definitely, I'm going to download it to Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. Um, so it's always there for you. Thank um, you. And I'm also going to share your YouTube channel on the face on my Facebook group, um, so you can get people to like and subscribe to your channel, um, and hear some more interesting things about you. I need so. to get back to doing that, and I'm I'm going to. I've just been so busy, but I'm going to try to get back on doing some of that stuff on YouTube. Yeah, even if, I find that even if it's a video that you kind of support what they're saying. You know, kind of throw that on your YouTube channel. That way it, it, it kind of stimulates it, gives it some traffic. And um, so you may see a video off, of, you know, from someone. Just kind of throw it on that channel. Um, throw it on your channel and uh, it, it kind of accumulates some traffic. Um, so I just want to give you this opportunity to conclude the Really Charlie podcast and give send out a message if you wish. Um, you know, anything you possibly want, you know, you want to. Well, you know, I think that it's important that we really take a good look through our window, pain, P-A-I-N. And we look through our window, pain, and understand what lives in there. Mm -hmm. Because if we can see how that makes us feel if we can open that window a little bigger and the pain goes down more we might open it up enough to release a lot of that pain and open ourselves up to a whole new venue of amazing innate gifts that we're laying there dormant just waiting for a chance we live sometimes so long on protecting the things that cause the pain. And we hold it back. Sometimes it makes us angry. Sometimes we, why do we have to live like that? Mm-hmm. Let's deal with it. They come. It's going to be every day something's going to come. Open that window. Look at the pain. P-A-I-N. How important is that to me on a zero to 10? Not that important. A 10 is, if you hurt me and my daughter, I don't know what I'll do. Mm-hmm. But if you're calling me a name or talking about me, I'm going to open that window. I'm going to open as wide as I can, and I'm going to get, release it. And I'm going to open it as wide as I can. But if it gets stuck... I'm going to deal with that right there. Okay, right there. It's right there. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Let me deal with that. And then open it some more. Let it go. Exactly. We're too great important. We're too much important. Great, 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 great message. Um, and uh, in fact, I, I got to find that poem similar to that, talking about a window pane. Um, oh, want to see that yeah i gotta find it um as you know i write every day so i'm I'm, I'm, I'm well into the thousands and uh, trying to find something is difficult because sometimes i use the same titles and not knowing it it's just you know nature it's just something i do you know like you say window pane and uh, i might write something else and so when i google uh search for it you know it comes up you know, a couple of times, and I'm like, which poem was it? So, but anyways, 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 I love you. As always. I love you too. How's your mother? Uh, Mother's fine. I talked to her, um, you know, get some uh, things she's dealing with, with with family, and, um, but she's doing well, you know. She's uh, going to the doctors, getting things checked out. She's on the right track and um, for a while now. So um, I'm very yeah. happy for her. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And um, thank you. 
And I'm glad that I'm glad I lived on that end of the Bay Village because I met you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you so much. And please want to do this again. Let me know. We'll do it again. Just let me know. Anything for you. All right. right. I love you. Love you too. All right. Bye bye. Dr. Selena Pina, man, I just listened to her and, um, you know, you understand why she's done it for so long, why she did it for so long and why she has so many people coming to see her that her schedule is booked because that woman can get things out of you, not trying to get you. She just did to listen. Like she said, we talked about it in the beginning, you know, just listening. You got to listen first. And she's able to do that. And then she's able to give you a course, a nice, slow, steady course for you to travel to get to the bottom of whatever is bothering you. Kind of get that, you know, to get detoxed, as she says, the emotional detox. Uh, five keys to a emotional oneness. She says, cleanse, restore, clarity, rejuvenation, transformation. Once again, I'm going to raise this book up to you. And, and please, if you can get it, get it. It's an awesome book. Great read. Definitely should be your book of the week. I highly recommend it. So, today was Dr. Selena Pina, and tomorrow we have Russell Ramis, our local actor. He'll be on tomorrow at 7 p.m. on the Really Charlie podcast, and um, so please join me tomorrow. We're going to talk to Russell about a lot of things, you know. His productions, his acting, a few stories here and there about, you know, the area, the community. And um, so please join me tomorrow, 7 p.m. on the Really Charlie podcast here on StreamYard. Brought to you by StreamYard uh, on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Please continue to support me. And I truly, truly appreciate all of you with your comments and uh share 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 please share 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 my podcast when they're live it's very very important um to get these educational inspirational stories out there thank you